Hello and welcome to Life at Your Own World podcast, the podcast which navigates the life of me, your host, Will Venus, and their co-host husband, Jay. Today we're bringing you some laughter. We'll be talking about some of our favourite comedies that make us absolutely chuckle, plus bringing you some behind-the-scenes facts about some of the most iconic British comedies, plus chatting about some things that have been in the news this week. But firstly, it's the 1st of June, the start of Pride Month. We, of course, are very much part of the LGBTQIA plus community, so... However you identify, always know that this podcast is a safe and protective place for the queer community. Jay's back. Hello. And he's doing his best no-coward impression for some reason. Oh, Phoebe. That's just the bit where you talk. Oh, Phoebe. Oh, Gary, yes. Yeah, you are, of course, referring to... Good night, sweetheart. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know the rest of the lyrics for that song. Till we meet tomorrow. Anyway, going completely off topic. So, what we wanted to talk about there in the news this week. When was it that it happened? Miss Anime Bullock, also known as Tina Turner, she passed away. She has been quite an influence in our life. Jay, you absolutely love music and you love her music and what she was all about. I know, I hope she, wherever she is, I hope she's still rolling on the river. I'm sure she is. What was your favourite songs of hers? Whenever you need, uh, Mary, as she called it. Is it uh, not proud, Mary? Oh yeah, but she called it Mary. I'm sure my friends sang that in a, a karaoke once in a yeah. bar. Yeah, not not Bush City Limit. No, not Bush City. Do you know what? <laughs> you know when I think about not Bush City Limit, I think about that joke that Jim Royal made in the Royal Family, as in the sitcom, not the monarchy. Yeah. Do you know what um the song's about? No, I don't. She was from there. That's where she was brought up and born in Nutbush. Where's that? Tennessee, not Bush, Tennessee. Tennessee, right. Yeah, that's Bush St. Limits where they can't write things and they have to do things church on Sunday. It's all, like, it's all about her life and that. And I also love songs like, obviously, We don't need another hero. Yeah, whenever I think about Tina Turner's music, I think about my mum and her sisters and some some of the very drunken times that they had with her music on. I'd, I'd just assimilate Tina Turner with my mum and her sisters, yeah. always. And... When my aunt, one of my aunties had a hair salon, they were always playing Tina Turner music. Oh, cool. So I've got a question for you. Right. What's love got to do, got to do with it? I don't know. It's a, just a second-hand emotion, apparently. Apparently. And would you like to be my private dancer? I think I already am. And you're my private you're the, you're, dancer. You're the only person that I dance in front of. My da- dancer for money. Well, I'll don't do get any money for it. What you want me to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm your private dancer. A dancer for money, and any old music will do. Don't we need to pay her now? Hi. <laughs> Deutschmarks or dollars? Right, 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 right. Okay. God. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, if we've just deafened you. Uh. Yeah, and this year, I mean, what was that year when there was lots and lots of stars that died? 2016, Carrie Fisher and name a few, you know. Yeah, David Bowie and that. Yeah. So this has been a bit like 2016 yeah. again, because, I mean, there's been Paula Gradigon, Tina Turner. Who else? Um, The bassist who played uh, ABBA, and there's lots of different people. and it's just Famous a... people, I mean, I don't know who you mean. Ah, yeah. There's lots, there's lots of them, actually. Yeah. Strange. Did you say strange or cringe? Strange. Strange. Yeah, I suppose it is a bit cringy also when people die, because you never know what to do, or say, no. or feel. 
And I'm still like upset for Malcolm, obviously, over that because he's best friend. You know, worked for 14 years on the radio show. And it's yeah, like, with Paul. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking though the other day. You were thinking. Yeah. Really. Ha- we, wait, hold. We didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Inform the press. Jay was thinking. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't actually just get to see Paul Grady. Mm-hmm. We got to see Lily Savage. We did, yeah. So, and like I said in that previous episode, yeah. that was my first introduction ever to drag. Yeah, so we got to see Paul as his life, as Paul and as that, as playing as Hannigan. So it wasn't. So it was nice double whammy. Yeah, it was. Know. It was yeah. very special, and I'm so glad that we went. I had a f- gut feeling we had to book it. Oh, did, oh did, for the ASMR lovers, did you get the, the sound of the ice in the glass? <laughs> I had a gut Some of my friends really love ASMR. God, we've got so many topics that we've just went off on just now. No, I mean, you continue. Uh, yeah, what... I want to talk about this, but I don't want to talk about it because I don't really want to ruin my chances of getting on the show. So... Of course, in the news this week, it's the. I mean, it's been completely flooded with things about Philip Schofield and uh, the toxic culture at this morning. Do you believe it? I do actually. I mean, just specifically about the toxic culture, not I, the other stuff. I do actually, because so many people left. Obviously, Doctor Rand, Rylan. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Doctor Rand, who's a TV doctor, we are of course talking about ITVs this morning. He said that he was. What was the word he used? Something out? Managed Ma- out. Managed out, yeah. yeah. Managed out. Uh, he, first of all, I think he's very handsome. But uh, he seems a very nice person. And uh, I feel, I mean, if if all of these things are true about what Philip allegedly got up to with the runner, I feel such a fool because I've watched that show ever since I can remember for at least 20 years. Yeah, and I've started watching it probably with you when we first met. In I mean, time. I was watching it when I was off school apparently ill yeah it's just you know what makes me feel sad that there's so many people like Eamon Roof and Floda and even Josie Gibson and Alison and all that and they're so nice yeah they're, they're really nice presenters they want to help. They want but to help. I, we also thought that Philip was a nice presenter as well and a nice person well remember when Kim Woodburn was on a few years ago talking about when she was on yeah the, and then it was ma- it was made out to look like she was the, the like the fool no yeah it wasn't it was him because yeah. she knew what he was like and she couldn't say anything about it properly because it would you know yeah, I think she calls him a phony, amongst other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just when you think of it over the years, all like the phone-ins and things that they've had, when they talk to people that are in dire straits with like money or their mental health or their physical health, they were on the TV during like the strict lockdowns and things, and that was the only thing that people had to look forward and to. And then you think, it was all fake, Yeah, and even said that, that they're there to help you through that. It's like, yeah, it's all fake. And I think it just makes you think you can't trust anyone on TV. Yeah. And the whole point, you have to make linear TV, as linear TVs call it, TV channels, you have to make that more via- feasible, more viable, more accessible people, because people are obviously launching streaming services. Yeah, not yeah. everyone knows how to use streaming services. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're just drawing them away Yeah. from that. And I mean, it's good to have streaming services. We watch Breadbox and that, we watch Black, because all the stuff we watch. But you need to have a balance, and they're stopping that balance by being not genuine people. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people are saying like there's a whiff of the the Jimmy Savile type cover up. I'd imagine it's so. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, moving swiftly on because what are we here today to talk about? Comedy, of course, and one of my favourite BBC comedies, and it was set in the nineties, made in the nineties. Two point four children. Rona. Hmm. So, 
For those that don't know, 2.4 Children was a sitcom that was based in Chiswick, I think. And the show ran from nineteen either 1992 or 1991 to 1999. And it was about this family based in Chiswick. The parents were called Bill and Ben Porter. What's the other Bill and Ben thing? Uh, Bill and Ben, the flower pot men. Yeah, that's it. So the story... Or the setting is Bill, who is played by Belinda Lang. She starts, I mean, the series starts off, she is unemployed. And her daughter, Jenny, who, there was two Jennies, two actors that played her. The first Jenny was by uh, played by Claire Woodgate, who later on changed her persona and her name to Georgina Cates. This character was so embarrassed that her mum was unemployed. Then you had Ben, who was the dad, played by Gary Olson. He actually died in 2000 of a brain tumour, I think. Very sad. And you, of course, had the neighbour, Rona. Rona. And she was played by Julia Hills. She was, like, the... She loved men, basically. She was a bit of a Dorian, Dorian, yeah. Yeah, Dorian. And, yeah, you got to see all the capers that uh, uh, Bill and Ben, Jenny and the son... David, played by John Pickard. Yeah, actually, as well, she is she is Dorian because she had Dorian dress once. Yeah, we love that. I love anything that's to do with the nineties, don't you? Yeah, indeed, because I was born in the nineties. So. <laughs> yeah, I was born in the nineties after me. I'm an I'm a Thatcher child. You used to be a Thatcher fan, didn't you? I was deluded. <laughs> At least you're honest. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh. So what's your favourite moments from the show? That chocolate episode where they have that try the chocolate bar. Like, can you explain it to the listeners? They were in the... Ben and the kids were in the... Um, they were in the, the most shopping centre. Yeah, I mean, it was very much like a, a family Yeah, they were in the comedy. shopping centre. And they, they, you know you get these people come to you, like, try this test product stuff, right? Sampler people. Sampler, sampler, and they get this chocolate bar. But this chocolate bar was was taking over their brains, so it making them want to crave it all the time. So they had to have one, and they couldn't stop having them. And Bill had to stop them by um, taking the chocolate away. And in the end, obviously, Rona can't take chocolate, but she has one anyway, and tears her house apart trying to find his chocolate. Their house apart. So I said this Yeah, because there was bar. something in this chocolate that was quite addictive. Psycho- psycho- Psychoactive ingredients, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And there was, I think it was the scene at the end of the episode where Rona had completely, completely torn the the living room apart yeah trying to find this chocolate bar and I'm just going to give you this bit of insider information before I forget it I really love everything about sets both the interior sets and the exterior sets so they thanks for knocking the mic sorry it's fine it's still breathing it's still listening yeah so they actually had two locations for the exterior sets because I think the residents in the actual street where they filmed it, they got a bit pissed off. So I think it was series six onwards, they had to find a different location to do the exterior oh, scenes. They never do that. Yeah. And what this the interior set looks like is absolutely nothing compared to what the actual house in real life is like. Wow. Which, to me, it's really deceiving and it kind of breaks the fantasy of it. Does it look like that, that scene that Ben had or Bill had when... Carol Smiley comes in from changing rooms. And they... No, it's like no, it's a completely different layout. Yeah. So there's like, I think from what I can remember, you can look it up online yeah. as well. 
from what I can remember, there was, like, when, from the interior set, what you see, which was filmed at BBC Television Centre back then, there was no, like, immediate staircase when you got in the front door. Ah. And then the, uh, there was, like, a hall, a hallway that went right through where the stair, like, the stairs to ups, the stairs to upstairs go, and then you go right into this huge kitchen, and then beyond that, there's, like, a conservatory as well. It's oh, cool. it's a lot bigger than what the the set is. Cool. You know what I love as well? That episode with um, their Ben's dad comes back and his sister phones Bill up because they're staying at the house and where his girlfriend, Bill. Yeah, there's a... I think that's one of the earlier episodes where one of the characters, she is racist and uh, Bill doesn't take kindly to that. Of course, with it being... BBC comedy, there was many Christmas specials as well, and I think in a couple of the Christmas specials, there was an appear- a guest appearance by Liz Smith. Oh, yeah, played... Remember her? Yep, the auntie and the mum. Yeah, so she played the mother and the Aunt Belle. Yeah, Aunt Belle. So she was playing two characters, and the one that I can remember that, that, that kind of sticks in my mind, there's a scene... Well, it, well I, it's more like the entire episode, really, where... I can't remember if it's the mother or the aunt, and she go- She lives in a high-rise flat. The aunt. Is it the aunt? Yeah. Aunt Belle. And uh, one of the characters is very prim and proper. The other one is well, quite filthy and improper, I yeah. suppose. And she... I can't remember the exact reason, but she goes to the outside of this flat, and she's... Because I've got vertigo, <laughs> and if I see even something on the TV that's to do with height, it makes me go completely dizzy. And yes, she's outside, and I'm like, oh god, will you just please get back in? Of course. It's crazy. Another one I really like as well. It's the one where Bill finds out her dad was never buried there at the cemetery, mm-hmm. and he's cryogenically frozen. Yeah. That's a brilliant episode. Yeah, and I think the storyline for that one was the cryogenics place was closing down. It was. So they had to get their frozen, our frozen dad, and it was... In their front room. Yeah, and then she realised her handbag's in the in the in the thing. In yeah. The, yeah. So she had to ring round as you do in the well, it was in the yellow pages back then to find a cryogenics place to see if they could take him. And they found one in Scotland. Yeah, that's right. And her handbag was with his handbag was actually inside the. She left it. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny that one. So if you're looking for like a family comedy. Two point four kids. It's on Britbox. We should be getting sponsored by Britbox. And David's girl, <laughs> David, David's girlfriend at the time, because Primness stuff. Remember, she was, she was like a psychic. Yeah, and I think there was eight series. Was it eight seasons yeah, of that? Yeah. And at least sixty episodes, I think. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and it also dealt with some really important stuff like uh, bulimia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I th- there was some mental health stuff as oh, well. And finding out your your find out who your real dad is like with Ben find out he's half Jewish yeah he's Jewish heritage and then mm-hmm. well, which he didn't have a clue about no then well so also also diabetes having a baby because Rona found a baby finding jobs yeah yep. and lots of stuff unemployment right? mm-hmm. which yeah. was a real problem well it still is now but I mean in the early 90s yeah also Catholicism with uh, in iron lungs yes remember that episode when she because the the Julia Hill's character, Rona, she, as, as a kid, went to a, what would you call it? A Catholic n- school. Like a, a Catholic nun yeah, school. Like a convent school. 
a convent school, yeah, that's it. And one of our teachers? The mother Superior was a, was in our iron lung and she had to go have a drink of water. I won't go too heavy on the water. Yeah, yeah. so they were handing out water like it was champagne. She's like, no, I won't go too overboard with the water. Yeah, it was so funny. And then later on in the seasons, because they couldn't get their own jobs, they set up their own catering firm. They did. Outside train tracks where the guy's wig fell off. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, and then Bill, in that episode, one of them, Bill has this um, wardrobe from um, our auntie or something. And it's for a coat. And she gets trapped in the, the fur coat. And... Yeah, because they've got removal guys coming in to take away this wardrobe because they've got no place for it. Yeah. She wanted to surprise Ben yeah. being naked under a coat. But yeah. then the kids come home, so she hides in this wardrobe. The removal men come in while she's still inside the wardrobe. And then there's like this many scenes where she's in like the back in this wardrobe mm-hmm. on a truck. Yeah, going to the auction house at the council rooms. Yeah, and then when she ends up there... <laughs> they knock on the thing and it opens up. So yeah, that's 2.4 Kids, and like we said, if you want to check it out, there's BritBox, and I suppose you could see some clips on YouTube. Now the next comedy we want to talk about is one that I don't really know a lot about, and don't really care for, to be honest, and I will let Jay talk all about it. Oh, it's the place where everybody knows your name? Mm-hmm. Cheers, I love Cheers, and Fraser, obviously. Cheers is just one of these sitcoms where you just sit down for half an hour and just... Who created Cheers? It was the... Oh, I can't remember now. Was it not a couple of brothers? Yeah, with the Burroughs brothers. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Charles Brothers. Yeah, sorry. Then um, also was... And I had lots of cast and Ted Danson, Shelley Long, John Ratzenberger, George Went, to name a few, Woody Harrelson, obviously Kelsey Grammer and and B.B. Newer. So it's saying that Cheers, it ran from 1982 to 1993. Yeah, and it was going to continue, but unfortunately, Sam, well, Ted didn't want to do it. And um, Why not? Cause he, I think he just because he had 11 seasons, you know, it was a lot. But but Woody, yeah, Woody Harrelson was going to take over, but he didn't want to do it, I think, because he wasn't going to be there. So kind of, you know, take over from what? From from being in the bar manager. So he, wanted, he didn't want to do it from, like, you know. So, I mean, if it, if someone doesn't know what Cheers is, could you explain? Cheers is set in a bar in Boston. A basement bar? A basement bar in Boston where they've got man, manvils upstairs at the restaurant. And it's the all Boston Bo- America. Boston America. Because there's a Boston here there in is, the UK, yeah. yeah. And it's all about the, the lives and tribulations of the characters. So you've got Nor, you've got Lilith and Fraser, who are there, obviously. They're together in this show. And they're, like, highfalutin. They're very posh. They don't like, you know... Like they're both psychiatrists, but they're so different because he's a Fraser's a Freudian, but Lilith doesn't laugh at him with the Freudian stuff like that and Doctor Mesmer stuff. So is that like a psychological practice? Yeah, because or like a it's like he Freud was a a psychologist. But you know, yeah. I've heard of Freudian. Yeah. Know, to do with things about sex. He he had controversial views, and we've got Sam Malone and and Diane Chambers who are like the main for the main two characters from the first five seasons because Diane comes in and then. Wants a job. From she... what I've seen of Diane, she seems like a bit of a... What, an airhead? She is a bit. She is very... Um, thinks too much of herself, especially since she can write a lot. She's lovely and nice to people, but she's too like full of herself sometimes. And then we've got Coach. Coach is lovely, a really funny character. He's a bit dim-witted sometimes. He works in the bar. And his pen pal, actually, is Woody. So when, unfortunately, um, the character passed away... Woody Harrelson came in as wanting to see him as a pen pal, but that's how they brought him in as that. You know what I really love about Cheers though 
it's the way that Frasier came in when he just says something and they haven't got a fright because they don't realise he's there. And that's how he's introduced. Okay. Yeah, and one of my favourite Frasier scenes, one of your favourites, is actually he thinks he's got like a wet blanket, like a, a carpet slipper, and says, I'm running with scissors. And I've oh, got a pet strange dog, they don't know what it'd be. Frasier Crane's going to raise some hell. I love that. It's just so out of the blue. And then the squeaky shoes with Norm and like Norm and Cliffy. Cliffy becomes a partner of online of like order mail shoes. Right. And all the shoes are squeaky. And they're all walking about the bar. And then Sam's like, stop, everyone back to your bar stools. Because they can't handle the squeakiness. And it's just such a farce. And it just brings delight every half an hour of episode because they're, they're not linear episodes a lot of the time. So it's just so funny. One, one of the things that I can recall, because I love you know, learning about behind-the-scenes things, and was it part of the character, or was it just Ted Danson's thing, where he wore a hairpiece? He, yeah. Because if you're new to the podcast, hi, I'm a lace wig maker, so I love all that kind of thing. Yeah, I think he was, a, it was more of a security thing for him, personally, because he wanted to feel that he had hair. So was it the character, or was it... I think it was Ted. I it was more, Ted? Yeah, I think it was Ted more, yeah. And he did mention... And it, I didn't even it, notice, I, like, I noticed when someone's wearing a hairpiece or a wig, I didn't notice this no he so it must have been had made it, yeah, very told, well he's absolutely told carla about because carla's been a bit insecure about something and he told them she told him about just just to share that yeah we've all got insecurities yeah because yeah, they're best friends and i know what i love about it as well even though a lot like carla doesn't go on she's right with diane and doesn't like go on with norman cliff now they're all friends and i think it was just a such a brilliant way you know to bring people together and i mean how would like, one episode you'd have like them on a boat nearly getting blown up by Robin Colcourt, but then you'd have another episode where Frazier's getting his foot on fire and then you'd have another one where like they have the wedding of, of Kelly and Woody and it's like, you know, it's just a farce, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It's and uh, I think you've missed someone out. Who? Carly here. Carla? Yeah, you've not talked much about her. Oh, oh sorry. I, I'm i sorry we, we were, she says... Carla's lovely. Carla is just... Who's she played by? Rhea Perlman, the wife of... Danny DeVito. Yes, she's absolutely lovely character. Carla is actually married a couple of times to Nick Tortelli, who is a bit of a womanizer who also has had affairs and stuff. And all that stuff. Carla, we can say about her, she's really a lovely person, but she's... Is that character Italian? Yeah, she's yeah. like Italian, yeah. And she's like, she acts like she's tough. Because the way she was brought up. And she's trying to like... Yeah, like a lot of people do. Yeah, she doesn't like Cliffy so much. Because thinks Cliffy's so boring with his facts and stuff like that. And Norm. And hates Diane because... Thinks Diane's too prim and proper for her. Okay. Yeah, and doesn't like... And lots of like Rebecca so much. Because Rebecca's just too... Uh, Wines all the time and stuff like that. So she's like... Mm-hmm. And she get all of this. You get a lot of the funny things like... One episode where she gets Cliffy to go on her... Brooking Bunko. Brooking Bronco, Like a... You know, like when he's electronic horses, you go going. Yeah. Yeah, she did that. Switch it off, Carla. No, there's another six sound you've broken the record. And it's things like that. It's just funny. And she looks, yeah, it's just funny, things like that. Yeah, and then we go on to, like, the huge spin-off from Cheers that was Frasier. Oh, yeah, Frasier. Now, in the, I do actually like that show. And my favourite in it is... Her name eludes me. Give me a second. Oh, what's her name? Who? Lilith. <gasps> how could, how yeah, could, Lilith. I don't how, know. I don't know why it, it took me a moment to remember what her name was. How can you not forget? How can you not remember me, Fraser? <clears throat> yeah, I love that show. Uh, I used to watch it quite a lot in the mornings because I think it was made on Channel Four. Yeah. Well, it was shown on Channel Four. Shown on Channel Four, yeah. 
But uh, because the episodes were so short, and back then I didn't really have much of an attention span, I liked it. Yeah, and it was good. Oh, and it's so, but it was different because Cheers is Cheers, but Frasier, even though a spin-off, was a completely different show. It wasn't. It didn't feel like a continuation of Cheers so much. It was like a. Okay. It was like it could work without being a spin-off of Cheers. Because it was that good, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, I know what I love. My favorite character is Niles, and I love Niles and Daphne. I think. So we have Kelsey Grammer as Brazier, of course. Brazier. We have John Mahoney, no longer with us, who played Martin Crane. Yeah, we have Jane Leaves, who played Jane Daphne. Daphne Moon. Or is that boyfriend of her said Daphne? Daphne. <laughs> we got um, obviously, and we got Niles, played by. Oh, I can't remember. Hyde. David Hyde Pierce. I knew it was three names. Yeah, yeah. David Hyde Pierce. And also got Ros Doyle. Yep, Perry Gilpin. Yeah, and do you want a fun fact about the name Ros Doyle? I, I don't know, you tell us. Basically, why she was called Ros Doyle is because, well, Perry Gilpin was on an episode of Cheers, and then she realised... Oh, was she? Yeah, she was. So she was then auditioned. She auditioned, she realised Frasier was coming, so she auditioned. Okay. And the name Ros Doyle came from an episode of Wings, which is another soft sitcom show in America, where... The person had passed away, so a tribute to the women on the cast, all the crew, they named her Ros- Rosalind Doyle. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it's nice, yeah, because a lot of fr- Cheers characters like Lilith and Fraser and Norman Cliff went onto Wings for like cameo experience, yeah. So I had her, and we also had lots of different characters, yeah. And that's com- making a comeback soon, isn't it? Oh, n- next on next month, I think. Hopefully, Is it next month? Hopefully, if it's ready. No, I find it very strange that Nicholas Lindhurst is going to be in it. How? How 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 does that work? Oh, he, uh, them two, Kelsey and Nick, were in a musical called La Mana La Mancha. It didn't do that well because one of Man of La Mancha. Yeah, yeah. It didn't do that well back in like, 2019, 2018, So they became friends. So he's doing that. He's going to play one of uh, Fraser's friends. I assume. Is he, it going to be British or American? British, I think. But I don't. I wish he was one of Daphne's brothers because that would work out better. Because Nick, he could play that. You know, Nick could play that, like a Rodney type character for you know, because mm-hmm. Daphne's family, like Simon and that. But I love the premise of it though because it's going to have like obviously Fraser and Lilith and Freddie. It's going to have. Can we, can we just say before we go on? I loved, loved Fraser's house in that. It was the loved fl- that set. The flat. It was lovely. The skyline, everything was. It's how massive. But you know what I love better though? I love Niles's apartment better. That's not. It's um, a bit too grand yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't like the house he had in Maris, but I, but I do like the one. Maris was the character that you never seen. Yeah, what do you think she looked like actually? Who would play her? Because there's a lot of dis- like B- quite extreme descriptions of what. B R B R for. You I th- think? I think B would, yeah, B would do it because she's that kind of matriarchal. She could do it. But is no. no. Wouldn't she have been a bit too old? No, but not yeah. But if 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 it was young enough, she could do it. Is what I'm trying to say. But if they had like different effects on her and stuff. Because like I mean, there were some weird things that Niles described yeah. Maris like. I mean. Like she was thin enough to go through bars in a in a in a in her jail cell. Yeah, and B. Arthur wasn't no like that. Do you remember that one where it's her Marta, as her maid, and she has a drink and she yeah. sp- and she spits half of it again. Yeah. Oh, good Mrs. Crane. Yeah. Mrs. Crane, now. She's drinking it through a wooden box. Yeah, and she spits it back out because it's a wee bit too much for her. Yeah. Uh, God, I mean, there's so many moments from that show. What was the, what was that scene where? They were in like his little kitchen, or what I would probably call kitchenette, because it was quite tiny. Uh, and Daphne had said something about her 
Me Balfrill. Oh yeah, that's been. Oh, that stuff. That's just been Balfrill. Because Balfrill. Yeah, no. Niles throws it out, thinking it's gone off, but it's not. It's Balfrill. Yeah. Right. And what was that one where? Which is like a beefy, beefy, beef tea type drink. Yeah, or you can have it in your mints and mints and stew and things and casseroles. Do you remember that episode where he's told to make a theme tune, but but Martin makes one two minutes long one. It was nice, like ah, I'm not listening. But then Frasier goes all over and has an orchestra. And Niles yeah, singing. goes completely overboard. And Frasier's the kind of character that always has to be one ahead. Yeah. Or be one up, like one upmanship. Yeah. Who can you call for prompt diagnosis? Fantasy to psychosis. Yeah, Doctor Crane. Frasier Crane. So, and it wake all Leon. And who were the guest stars in that show? There was well, loads. Patrick Stewart, he played um, one of Fraser's lovers. As you do. Fraser's lovers? Yeah, he, he fancied Fraser and they had dancing together and Fraser of the Heart to tell them that he wasn't obviously gay, so yeah. Okay. Who else did we have? Wendy Malick. Wendy Malick, yeah, Wendy Malick, we adore Wendy oh, Malick. <laughs> I adore her. I mean in the previous episode we talked about her. In Hot in Cleveland, playing Victoria Chase. And I'm watching oh. her at the moment doing. Um, I didn't like the wig she wore in Fraser though. That looked awful. Ronnie, yeah. And I loved her in Owl House. What was the character called, Ronnie? Ronnie, this Ronnie. I think I can't remember her last name. Okay. Yeah, and I loved her in Owl House. Just now, you know, we had her. She was in it. There are lots of um, characters phoning in as special guests. We had. Who else did we have? Because Fraser, he did a radio show. Yeah, the radio show was like basically his way of getting back into psychiatry, psychology, psychiatry. And and we, and Lilith called it little advice pellets, because it wasn't full psychiatry, but he had he'd be able to help people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so many, so many people, and even like so many great characters like Noel. You had like Gil Chesterton. You didn't know he was gay or not, and like kind of that kind of rolling the food critic. You had like Bulldog Briscoe, mm-hmm. who's actually gay in real life. It's really nice that he's actually got a husband. Really, it's so lovely to have that contrast, you know. Yeah, and having Freddie in it as well was nice because it's nice when you get to visit. You know, and do stuff. It's nice. What was that episode when it was Freddy's bar mitzvah? Bar mitzvah, yeah. And they were talking like fake Klingon or something. Oh yeah, but Noel was meant to teach them Jewish, but but was so angry at Fraser because he forgot Yiddish, isn't yeah. it? Uh, well, uh, maybe in Hebrew because Yiddish is the Azerani European Jewish language. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. And then what was Noel uh, was angry because he wanted to get a an autograph from something or from this Star Trek convention he was going to or something and forgot so he said to do it now he taught on Klingon okay and they realised that Freddy's like rival in the bar mitzvah realised it was Klingon it was nice then Lilith had the, and had the camera Marty's <clears> on <throat> camera remember and then Lilith it made Lilith really pale you couldn't see Lilith in the photo because she's that pale that the flash made her uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny and uh... god I'm forgetting everyone's name what who played Lilith B.B. Newworth. B.B. Newworth, yeah. She's got quite an interesting singing voice. She has. A great singing voice, but quite interesting. Bill Bow, Bill Bow. No, it's more like this. She sings very nasty. I love Lilith. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? Lilith, like, I remember, like, I kept saying, Lilith, you need to watch Lilith. And you were like, where's Lilith? She, Lilith needs her own spin-off. She does, because, you know what? That character can work on her own because she's just so witted. It's like, I remember in Cheer... Like, I don't know who wrote her lines, but hats and wigs off to them. I know, because remember that episode, they were talking to Woody and Kelly, because they were both Lutheran, but they were both different Lutherans, so that they can't, they thought they can be together. 
What's Lutheran? It's like sort of Christian, Christian faith. Okay. And Lilith is saying, like, Fraser was saying, like, we are both respectful for religions because she's Jewish and he's Christian. Or brought up, or baptised, but then, but by doing that, she lets Lilith win, making him Jewish. So it's like, kind of, so she's the matriarch, she's the one that calls the shots, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. And he's scared of her because, like, she's Lilith, you know? And how long did it take? Because there was a, a running story in the show that Niles loved Daphne, and then in the end, spoiler alert, they did get married. I think it was season series eight. Do you remember how that happened? No. Basically, they were having massage. They were because like, there was various points in the show when Niles almost told her how he really felt, he and then something happened and to stop it. Yeah. So what happened was Fraser and Daphne were in Fraser's bedroom, and she was giving her a massage. He had been given some drugs tranquilizer or something and right. he got a bit crazy and he said and she really was saying that oh I, she, he loves you Dr. Crane loves you and he thought you Dr. Crane? no Niles and she realises because Fraser actually blurts it out yeah because he's all drugged up and it's no nice to see that finally it comes out because he has loved her and what really funny thing was the first episode they got a flashback for a day before the week four the first episode in the Nathan Nervosa Niles smells a perfume and loves it all right. But the woman's actually Daphne and they haven't met yet. So even before they met, oh, okay. it's so nice to see that it, from way back, week four, obviously the first episode, like, in the continu- continuity of it, he loves her. And it's like, and you always like, you know what the best episode of Moondance? That yeah, was who, the, do, uh, who was it that directed that? Kelsey's first ever one he directed and just... His debut like, directorial? He, yeah. Thing, I suppose. And it was so well done because that was the one you felt that, oh, they're going to get together because it was so brilliant they done, but they don't. But... Yeah, toying with the audience. It was so good, you know. You know what I love as well? That episode where Fraser's driving, right? And, like, then he has a daydream of his wife, his girl, his ex-wife, his girlfriend, Diane, his ex-wife, and his other ex-wife, Danny G. Mm-hmm. And all his girlfriends, he doesn't understand why he can't commit to anyone. Okay. And it's so funny. And then all he sees Diane painting a picture of Sam Malone. Yeah, and to anyone listening, if you've got favourite moments for many of the shows that we're discussing, do get in touch on our Instagram at Life at Your Own Will. We would love to hear about your favourite moments. Uh, but we need to talk about one of the unsung cast. Oh, yes. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie the Jack Russell. Oh, Eddie's, Eddie's brilliant. Come on, Eddie. Do you remember the episode where he had a pigeon friend? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I was so in the one of the big... The doll, the Barbie doll or something. And he's got... Yeah, and he plays yeah. with that. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, and we've... Got our own little lady, our own Jack Russell. And we have. Oh, and what was that one where um, there were Fraser was tasked with making a video tape to promote Seattle, and then and then Marty thinks he's stoned. No, I can't remember. Oh, they, that they one. have stoned. They have like they have edibles, and he thinks he's stoned, and he hears the see the picture of Eddie on the TV, and hears the voice, and he's so scared. Like Eddie, what are you doing on TV or something like that? It was just so funny, because he's not actually stoned. His mind's playing a trick on him, thinking he's actually stoned, and he's not. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. Yeah, a great show, and that ran from 93 to 2004, and soon to be 2023. Is it going to be a series, or is it just a one-off special? It's a pilot first to see if it works, but... Now, baby, I hear the blues are calling to Salas and Scrambled Eggs. We got it again. And quite stylish. I love the Spanish version they do that at the end of the one of the episodes, where the, the, Fraser tries to help everyone to get better pay, but then they close the station down, make it oh, a 24-hour Latino station, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> Wait, I could talk about these things for a while, but you know what I love about shows like this? It's like you can see the love and passion. It's like with Fader going on, 
Mm-hmm. Because you can see it in the writing. Yeah, because like one episode of Cheers, you see it behind the scenes. Baby Newworth has to bite her lip, and she nearly bleeds because she can't stop laughing, and she has to stop showing. Uh-huh. And it's like that shows you that she loves what she does, yeah, and knows that she's not here, she's here to have fun. And do you know how Lilith got? Lilith was doing a play. I can't remember what it was. Well, Baby, and she was asked to come on, and her friend at the time said, "What are you going to say when they ask you to come back?" They're not going to ask you to come back. They're going to ask you to come back because he watched it and how good she was. And she didn't realise at the time what an impact she made on the show. Right. So she came back and it's like... And, I, and one of my favourites... I mean, I'll be honest. I would I would be more likely to tune into an episode if she was in it. Yeah, me too. And it's like, you know what I love? But it's season 9 season 8 where she's actually in the credits. Because she's yeah. not normally in the, She's normally sometimes not in it or in like the extra bits. And when her in, Do you mean the opening titles? Yeah, she's in the opening titles as well. And the ending credits sometimes, but I've heard the opening titles for our season means that she's part of the main cast. Yeah. Lovely. One of my favorite. And she's made it. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes with her and Rebecca and Fraser is when do you remember when Rebecca makes her tea room? Yeah. And we just make cheers and she goes, "What would you like? Would you like one of our delicious biscuits?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "No, just tea, please." No, she was played by Kirsty Alley. Kirsty Alley, the late Kirsty Alley. R.I.P. And it says like, "It costs just as much to boil the kettle." Yeah. And then she brings this chili fruit. It's so funny because all they want is tea and she can't understand why they just want tea. And it's like, you know, they play it so well. I mean, if I was going for tea, I wouldn't want just tea. I'd want cake or biscuits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or a scone or a crumpet. Oh, I didn't know you liked a bit of crumpet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you know any, like, behind the scenes things of how Fraser was made? I probably do, actually. Well, this is the ideal time to talk about them. Yeah. I think, um, well, I'll tell you. So basically, six months before, well, I think it was like six months, a year before Cheers finished, they knew about making a Fraser spin off. Mm-hmm. So he was filming part of that, making it where he was filming the last bits of Cheers and stuff like that. So that's how it came about. So when it had finished, they would have something not long to wait until Fraser came on. Oh, okay. So in America, they have like 24 episodes in like 24 weeks. So they, then they have the next ones that's not on for, off for long. Oh, right. Yeah, I think, that's how, I think that's how they do it. So they have like 24 episodes, so that's why it's longer, they're more money for production so it's off for a season that comes back in and it's, cause you can have a season one year then end of the year you can have the second one it's not like here you have like six episodes and have a, a comedy season and it's next year right you know yeah that's what happens there and you've got yeah and it's nice and, I do, and partly the song of um you know toss and scrambled eggs they didn't want it to be they didn't want it to be a song about psychiatry and the premise of the show but they didn't want it to not be about it, if you know what I mean. So they had subtle mm-hmm. hints of it. Like the tossed salad and scrambled egg. Tossed salad has been... Scrambled egg has been egg on your face because obviously you've, you know, something's happened. But they didn't want to outright say, like, this is about psychiatry, but it's like the insinuating it's about mental health and psychiatry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's an amazing thing. It's amazing in that way because it means that the song's great and it doesn't... It doesn't draw you away. Think, oh, it's going to be too much highbrow, but psychiatry, and that you're not going to get the joke. So obviously, Fraser's more intelligent comedy than Cheers because you've got the more serious topics and serious way they're doing it. You know. Mm-hmm. My uh, another one of my favourite scenes is when Martin goes to the the posh shop, and there's, I think it's really expensive dog food. Yeah. He's like, how much? I love that. When she gets her ball roll, that's where Daphne gets her ball roll. Oh, is it? I think it is anyway. Imported, is it? Yeah. And it's the Cats the Caviar episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, when they go crazy for caviar. And they have to go through the boats and stuff to get this caviar. And it's like, yeah. It's just, oh, it's brilliant. 
and I love, I love Niall so much. Like he's just. I remember that one where they went to the wine, the wine club. And they kind of come court. Is it Fraser or Niles comes cork master and it's like such as, oh no, what's the one where they have the restaurant? Remember and then Roz, the exploding cherries and Roz's hair goes goes all, all over the place. No, I can't remember that, but I remember the one where there's, like some sort of exclusive club and there's like uh like a secret membership and Fraser has to have it. Oh yeah, that yeah that was the wine club I think. Oh, was it that one? Yeah. That was great. The one in the restaurant, he, he fires the, the chefs and Ross's hair goes on, goes up like, because the floating cherries. Yes, so many good moments. I know. Yeah, it's been so thrilling talking about another couple of our favourite comedies and now we get to the point in the show where we talk about a new segment of the podcast and it's called Will's Weird and Wonderful Fact of the Week. Are you excited, Jay? Woo! Are you stuck to your seat? Woo! Okay, calm it. Have you ever heard of a thing called window tax? No. No. Okay, if you have, if you live in a, a town that's quite historic and you look at the older buildings, you'll notice that some of where the windows used to be, they're all bricked up. Oh, yes, I remember that. This is because of a thing called window tax. Now, window tax was basically a thing in the 18th century and it was brought in by... William the Third, and it was to impose attacks on people that had quite large properties. Did you know that? I didn't know that at all. Thank you. And so, if you had more than X amount of windows, you were charged a tax per annum. Oh. So that's so to stop people having to pay the tax, they bricked up their windows so they didn't have to pay it. Oh, is that like when we saw in Verona when we were there, like the windows getting boarded up? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not sure how it went from the UK to other countries. I'm sure that if anyone listening will be able to get in touch and let us know that, that would be great. But yeah, window tax was a thing. Crazy, eh, to think that, eh? Well, really, when you think about the amount of tax these days, like income tax, council tax, blah, 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 blah. Bedroom but tax. this isn't a... Well, it's not yet a political podcast, but we might talk about some political things in the future. But yeah, we hope that you've enjoyed that weird and wonderful fact of the week. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast or if you've ever listened to it, do consider subscribing to it. And if you could please, please, please leave us a review. That really helps us get the podcast. Podcast? Well, yeah, it would help us get cash eventually, but it helps to push the podcast out there to other listeners and help us be seen. So thank you. Thank you again so much for joining us this week. We'll be back again at the same time, same place next week. We might bring you another bonus episode. Not going to guarantee that, but. Yeah, the only way that you'll find out is if you subscribe. So take good care of yourself. Keep doing lots of self-care. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. But just one final thing before we go. And I'm going to be asking this to every guest that appears on the podcast. So Jay, what does life at your own will mean to you? Living your life to the full. Being a kind, generous person. No prejudices. Being there open and friendly. And caring for people. And being there for the need you most. And just making the world a better place. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.